Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to episode 26 of the Urban Homestead in UK. 26, bruv, 26. <laughs> I'm Alan, that's my mate Mike. How you doing, Mike? You all right? All right. Hey. <laughs> 26, mate. I know. We're getting, we're getting old. Well, it's getting serious, isn't it, I think? I'm telling you, I told always... you back in like episode two, we'd give up our job soon. You reckon? Yeah. Well, I don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it is. Oh dear, anyway, so we're back to talk a lot of nonsense to you all, all out there again. Uh, a little bit longer than we'd like to have been, but schedules being schedules and all that, it's been a bit difficult to meet up. So uh, hopefully you're out there and you're still listening and uh, you know, we haven't kept you waiting too long. Um, we're just going to talk, I think we're going to try and do a couple of segments there. I'd like to try and continue that thing we started last time, yeah. where we started talking about um, you know, what people could be doing now. I think Absolutely. it's really important that people have got a feel for what they can be doing, uh, particularly people that are starting out. Uh, I'd like to try and do our usual little catch-up, but perhaps try and keep that a bit short and sweet today, because I want to talk uh, about something very serious. Oh, really? It's a very serious matter. It's got to be about food if it's to do with you, it's serious. Or alcohol. It's kind of both, actually. <laughs> Bread? <laughs> uh, all, all of the above. And it's, it's storage, mate, it's storage. Well, um, I, I know we're going to go into it, but yeah. you know, obviously we've got to talk about the current situation yeah. going on and what that might bring up for people. Because yeah. I know there's a lot of people out there who have got their concerns. Yeah. We don't want to be doom mongers, but absolutely not. In but, the words of my great cousin, rather be looking at it than looking for it. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're going to get some t-shirts done with that one, yeah? Absolutely. <laughs> so we've been talking a little bit about storage, you know, and I'm talking in the very general sense of storage of like what you might do with your spuds and your carrots that you've grown. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, where, where are you going to put some of that stuff? But yeah. Also, what might you do with other things you've grown? Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've, I've sent you a video of my pantry the other day and I think, you know... I think, it's not a euphemism, by the way. No. no <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm so impressed with your pantry, Al. I think it's really important. And I it's think, made me feel a bit inadequate. I think this is your thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lucky I've got space, as you know what I'm saying. Um, but I think it's really important when the fuel stuff is going on. We talk about storage. And I'd, like you said, I don't want to get doom hungry about it, but I think it's, it's really important that we are masters of our own destiny, destiny yeah. so far as we can be. Yeah. And I think that um, you, know, you can take control of some of it to an extent. And I think that certainly we've been slightly insulated from what's been going on because we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's certainly not perfect science. Perfect Without a shadow but, of a doubt. Definitely can share a few tips on that. So let's start where we always do. How's, how's things been going, mate? What have you been up to? Well, it's been a bit strange because, you know, it's probably not the episode to discuss it, but I've got some big plans, big life change things coming up. Right. And that has meant that really I've taken a bit of a step back from my allotment yeah. as it goes. Um, and what I would have normally done with regards to setting things in motion, maybe having mm. some planning. It's possible that I won't be using that allotment for very much longer because okay. I've got some things going on. But I'm going to bank that. I'm going to put a pin in that yeah. for maybe next episodes. I'd like, to do a, I'd like to do a whole episode on that. I yeah. oh, that's great. I, no, I, I genuinely, because yeah. I, I, think, I think it's going to be of real interest to some of our listeners. Maybe. Um, there's going to be a lot of people like a bit green-eyed, what's this going on? No, 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 no. There's some really good stuff we're going to be doing and yeah. I would like to discuss it, but All like I right. said, so I'd like so, to... Take our time over it. Because, big, yeah, yeah, and I, I think that that would be great. But, but because of that, um, like some of the things I might have done at the allotment have, are, are waiting because yeah. it might be that we do them somewhere else. So I have concentrated on probably more work at the woods, yeah. which has been going on. And I've been marking uh, trees, f- f- clearing up the last bit of the coppice that um, my friend and I cut. And... Um, 
you know, getting a lot of firewood ready. And we're very late cutting that. You know, we felled that last winter and yeah. we're only still splitting now. Yeah. So we both know that we're going to probably give that 18 months now before we actually burn it. Yeah. And so with that in mind, what we were doing is um, over the last couple of weekends of work, we've gone through the coppice and rather than taking whole stands or stumps out, we've, we've walked through and earmarked all the dead standing trees. Yeah. Um, and it being a sweet chestnut coppice, the first fall of chestnuts has happened. So a bit like the June drop you get with apples. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you get some small immature chestnuts yeah. fall around now. Yeah. And then it's normally in about three weeks because it always seems to coincide with the school half term. Okay. So yeah, kind of near the end of October is when the yeah. main crop of chestnuts will come down. And because the coppice that I'm working on is overstood, which means yeah. that it's quite old, yeah. there's actually some mature chestnuts right, going to so fall be so there'll be some there that we might be able to well you yeah. can I, I'm allergic to nuts so <laughs> which is ironic <laughs> isn't it yeah, but um, yeah there's some there's some things there which we might be able to gather and use um, but um, so but, but when when the um, when the leaves drop I won't be able to spot those trees yeah, quite yeah. so easy so yeah. we went through and we marked those spray sprayed them yeah. so we can see and because that's dead standing I'll be able to cut that and have that for immediate use nearly okay and I've got some friends who might be getting a stove. Well, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, uh, might so we might need to tap you up for some we, wood. Yeah. Well, no, you can come and bloody cut some. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and it was just a way of making it easier. Yeah. So the, a little bit of future planning. And we're going to talk a lot about future planning. Mm. I know that. So there has been a lot of um, work like that. And then the other thing which I know we definitely will come back to is that I've been doing a lot of woodwork in the wood shop. In my little micro workshop, really enjoying just making some really basic things. Yeah. And, um, you know, some of that has been from pallet wood, but other bits of it have been from timber that I've picked up here and there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the other main thing I've been doing is I've got a really good friend at work who's been trying to get started on this journey. Yeah. Um, and she's she's been doing some storage stuff and mm-hmm. some prepping things and, and stuff like that. But she's also been getting into the kind of tool restoration and wanted to make a tool bench and stuff like that. You want to explain the crunching noise? Well, the crunching noise is a special guest we've got tonight, which is... <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put a picture of him up on the Facebook group and he can be uh, yeah, in the background. But my little dog's down here, so he's, he's chewing up. God only knows what he's well, found. I don't know what he's found on the floor down there. Yeah, mate. Good old, good one old of your runner beans, mate. I mean. Oh, no. It's, it's part of one of the tables, mate. <laughs> Yeah, so I've got a friend who's just starting getting out on that journey, and she's a very arty, crafty person, um, and maybe starting to look into making some different craft-based materials. Yeah, and she's building a workbench. So you know, we've been sourcing for as free as possible timber to make a workbench, and just been following some different YouTube videos on getting. She's trying to get a workspace set up in her garage. So um, just been helping her her out, and it's been a real pleasure doing that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's lovely seeing that joy coming in someone else when yeah, you can see yeah. that they've, they've got that in them and they really want to yeah. kind of do something. So, you know, to all those people out there, I know, that I've, I know that I've often spoke to people about, you know, getting a little tool shop or getting a little place where you can do work or create stuff or mm. fix stuff, mm. getting that up and running. And, mm. you know, it's, it's something that I know we'll talk about a bit more yeah. in a minute when we talk about preps and stuff. Yeah. 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 So, really, that's been about it. Okay. Um, my spuds I bought my overwintering onions and my garlic yeah. but I haven't put them in on purpose yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've noticed now that at the house um, my garden's more or less in full shade now right so I've really? got those free beds yeah it's, it's not really getting around the sun now yeah. obviously so um, the first two top beds I've put down to 
um, under my pecs. So they're covered now. So I've emptied those and they're under my pecs. So I've finished the... Uh, I think I've still got a few bits of sweet corn to come out, but hardly anything now. Um, my courgette's still hanging on. Yeah. I'm still getting it. I'm still getting courgettes, yeah. but it started to get that kind of tired look, you know, and some of them are getting a bit watery and a bit of get yeah. bit of end rot and stuff like that. Yeah. But my beans are flowered and are and are forming. You're a little dwarf ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've got the last lot of those to come, and we've been lucky because September's been good. Yeah. October's looking like it might be a bit wet, but September well, had been good. Forecast is due to brighten up a bit this week. Actually, yeah. caught the end of that as I was coming out tonight. So the five, the five or six beans that are in each of those green Tesco crates, hmm. they're flowered, and you know at the moment they're quite thin. The pods, but if yeah. I if I can get them through, they'll be absolutely fine. Given another couple of weeks, they'll probably yeah, be up. So yeah. yeah, dogs chomping away on Saturday. Yeah, yeah hopefully you're not picking up too much of that on the uh, on the recording. But uh, apologies if you are. He's in the background. Um, I didn't want to leave him on his own again, bless him. He's, he's anyway. It's a proper um, dog, bro. It's a proper dog. Uh, he's, 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 I just want him out and about, to be honest with you, as much as possible. It seems daft to leave him to be left on his own, so bring him out and see what goes on. Anyway, um, so for me, I, to be honest with you, I have been so busy, mm. and when I've had time, I've been tired, and yeah. truthfully, I can't be bothered sometimes. No, I know what you mean. And, and, you know, I've said before, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit of a fair weather gardener to an extent. Yeah, and I much prefer gardening when the weather's nice. Yeah, obviously. Um, and you know, it's not been too bad recently, but I've just been so busy. Mm. And realistically, my chance to go typically is like Saturday. Yeah, and maybe a little bit on Sunday morning to go and do anything like that. But there is a natural slowing down that occurs at this time of the there year. Is, isn't there is. Well, the last time we recorded, I, I said that the weekend before I had a really good clear up at mm. the allotment, mm. and which meant what that meant was that yeah, there was a bit that I could have done, but it was nothing yeah. that was pressing, and that's what's yeah. happened. Is I've gone well. It's not yeah. urgent anymore. I can, you know, I can leave it. But, mate, you made some banging cheese. Well, I was going to say my cheese has come out lovely. <laughs> oh, it's bloody amazing. Yeah, yeah. So it was I'll... as good or as better as like the chevron that you buy yeah, yeah. in the shops. Yeah. yeah. And when you're paying like three quid for like half the size of a piece of sausage, yeah. Where you just like put this massive, great big whole breeze-sized one down. Well, I reckon those cheeses cost me about £2.50 to make, even buying the milk. Yeah, really? Yeah. And so I, a, I think, you know, obviously, I've got, I've had to factor into that, I've spent a lot out on the initial, well, not a lot, but I've spent a bit out on the initial kind of Capital investment, culture. mate. Yeah. Capital so, investment. But it's frozen now. Well, it's it's in the freezer, it's ready to go. <clears throat> so all I've got to do now is go and buy a gallon of milk each time. Yeah. Which cost me about 10 for goat's milk in the supermarket. Yeah. If I could find a better source of it, I will, but our colleague you were mentioning... Last time, it actually keeps our goats for me. So hopefully right. down the line, I'll find someone else yeah. that can, can yeah. supply me with milk. We'll see, mate. Yeah, and, and then I've got the... I, the, I didn't have the, the um, Pelicillium candidum, which is the, the white mould. The right culture, outside, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd ordered it, but it didn't come through with the first batch. So I was like, I'm just going to make some without it. Man, it was good. It was great. But I've got some now. Right, okay. And I, what I'd like to try and do is I want to do some, perhaps some with some without, but I want to age some for Christmas. Yeah, that'd back, yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna it really figure, was fabulous. So I'll try and figure out storage of it and how I keep it. But I want to try and do some. And I, you know, like I said, I would like to do a little cheese ball at Christmas and have mm. some of my, my homemade cheese. Well, it was there. delicious. Yeah. Absolutely delicious. Yeah. And you kindly brought some in with your sourdough and things like that. And it really was absolutely beautiful. But absolutely it, beautiful. And it goes back to that thing that you said: is that quite often you can do things better. Can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. You know, we put up with stuff a little bit, don't yeah. we? That we get, and yeah. I know, I know, homegrown produce and often homegrown, um, you know, kind of sort of food 
is way better, but that was like off the off the top this, top shelf. This that is was. why I do it. This mm. is why I do it. You know, and for me, I've always said when we've been doing these these discussions, I've always said it's it's nice to save money doing it, but I'm in a position where I've got a job, yeah, you know, and I'll do all right. And and if I need to pay a little bit more to get a really good quality outcome, I'm happy with that. I, if I can save money in other places, I will, of course. But that's not my primary motivator at this point in my life. No, no. It might be in the future. Yeah. But for yeah. now, it's about getting the best quality product produce, and it, also it's things that I wouldn't necessarily buy, wouldn't necessarily pay for. Yeah. And that, you know, it's always for me. So um, with the cheese, it's the easiest thing in the world to do. So why would people not do it? Because I think they don't know how to do yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it comes back to you know something I've said for years about cooking, which is if you can mm. if you can read, you can cook. Yeah. Uh, and if you can read, you can make cheese. Yeah. If you can read, you can, you know, uh, all these things that we do. They're, they're, yeah, and even, in fact, even if you can't, because you can go on YouTube now, yeah. <laughs> watch someone else do it and then copy it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think those skills are out there. I think sometimes people get a bit scared of it. It's weird, isn't it? And, and, you know, going back to what I was saying there earlier, is been lucky enough to be able to help, some, help a friend out with doing some tool restoration. And it's like what I was... I've said previously, that I, it's not something I knew as a kid or anything like that. You know, I'm not some expert. No, no. It's just the fact that I saw something and I tried it and did it. And then you just try and pass that on to, yeah. you know, people who, who you think could really benefit from it. Because there are people out there like me who need to be, get shown it. Yeah. But if that was just written in a book, I probably wouldn't have done it. No. I would, you know, if it was just some little pictures in a book. Yeah. It was the fact that you can watch someone do it and yeah. see you know those subtleties of movement or action or what what a sharp blade looks like yeah. or what am I looking for and all that so I haven't got the patience to sit and watch the YouTube video of someone else doing it no not, not sitting properly watching yeah. yeah I might have it on in the background but for me it was like it's like six stages oh, yeah so you just bang six it out six bullet points yeah. push push and what's the worst that's going to happen so does that mean that you're a literal learner like reading what? and I'm a go figure right yeah. <laughs> yeah and I'm a visual learner yeah, <laughs> yeah what a yeah, surprise yeah. Yeah. but I think we've both got the right let's have a go now the yeah, kinesthetic yeah, yeah. bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah defo, defo. Yeah. I was explaining this to someone that, like this I had quite a big road to Damascus moment when I was watching I remember sitting at, I sat at home and I was watching Ray Mears like this fire yeah on the telly yeah and then like literally I moved my eyes like about two foot yeah. and there was a bag with all the stuff to go outside and light a fire. And yeah. I was like, why am I watching Ray Bears yeah. do it? Just go outside, practice those skills, yeah. practice that bushcraft. And, yeah. and, it, and, and ever since then, it's always been like, nah, I'm going to go and do it, try and do it myself, you know? Yeah. And I, I think it's really important, you know, for me, it's, I, I learn a lot by doing, but I can learn a lot by reading. I'm not a brilliantly visual person, personally, I'm, you know, I can see how I'm Oh, I don't know, mate. We've got quite a fun- funky sense of fashion going on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. That's my point. Um, but no, I just, I just think it, you kind of you learn about it, don't you? You read about. It. I listen a lot. As well, yeah, you, like yeah. Doing. You're a bit of a, you're you're a podcaster, aren't you? Definitely a big fan of podcasts. I spend a lot of time listening to other people talk about stuff, and that's where I get a lot of the ideas of things I want to do. You know, like you hear hear various various different podcasts I listen to. There's one by a lady called Melissa K. Norris. Um, who talked about cheese making a little while ago and I, I've obviously talked to Carl about cheese making and, yeah, yeah. and then I've read about it in some uh, some homesteading magazine yeah. that I saw and, and then well, well I'm lactose intolerant goat's cheese is not exactly cheap no it's not it's not necessarily great you don't get a lot of it either do you no you don't get a lot of your money and I was like, <laughs> well what, how difficult is it going to be to make it yeah. 
Yeah. And yogurt's so easy to make. Well, you've nailed that. Yeah, yeah, I do. And that's like the first stage, isn't it? So the whole, every, there's, there's live, fresh live yogurt in my house the whole time. Mm. As soon as I start running out, it makes some more. And it, so all of the time we've got that yogurt, and that's really straightforward. And the, the cheese initially, when it came out, was very much like a mascarpone cheese. Yeah. Um, and so that could be used potentially oh down the line, well, for making like goat's milk cheesecake. Thank oh you dear, much. oh dear. Yeah, yeah. So a bit of ricotta, a bit of homemade mascarpone. Goat's milk tiramisu. Um, yeah, exactly. So I can see that coming up, you know, holiday time or whatever. And um, I just think the cheese is literally a case of heating the milk up. Yeah. Adding the culture, adding some rennet, and then hanging it for 24 hours. Yeah. You know, you have to, you have to leave it for 24 hours to set, and then you hang it for 24 hours. Yeah. And that's pretty much the job. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not complicated. But you're, but now I can tell that you're already like want to try the next bit. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like a pressed yeah. cheese or yeah. a slightly more aged cheese. Like I definitely want to try something a bit firmer. So that'd be like more like a brie style. Um, I, I think if I can get this one, I need to hang it a bit longer and then age it a little bit, and then I'll get like a brie style cheese yeah, out of the one that I've got. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a recipe that I've got that's kind of more like a cheddar, I suppose. Right, yeah, which yeah, yeah. It's kind of pressing and, and that's aging. Yeah. The problem is going to be having the right conditions to age it in. Okay. Because, like, cave, mate. Yeah. I might struggle to find a cave kind of set up in my house. So, unless you know of a cave around here. Yeah, but you could probably do that thing where you bury a, bury a dustbin in the garden and put it in that. You know, like um, an old fashioned. Who's talks about that? John Harrison, you know, the guy from the allotments. Yeah. So what you do is you actually make, you get like a, a metal dustbin and you dig a dustbin size hole in the ground so that just the top of the dustbin is there. Yeah. So you can seal it, but it's got that kind of constant cool temperature because it's below surface of the ground. Yep. And that kind of, so that's, that's a way. Basically a small root cellar. It's a root cellar or yeah. a root clamp, but that, yeah. that probably is not dissimilar, is it? I, I wouldn't have thought so. I don't know how, I mean, obviously the other problem you have with cheese is hygiene, isn't it? Yeah, but you've got a good close fitting lid, you see. Yeah, yeah. I reckon that would work. I'll Not, figure something out. But yeah, I, I just, just want to give it a go, There's mate. a good cellar here, mate. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's filthy, though, isn't it? You've been down there lately. I have. Not lately. It's where the kiln used to be, isn't it? No, no. There's a oh. massive one under my old room. Oh, is it? Yeah. And that's oh. probably got all better. I used to grow mushrooms down there. Okay. It's definitely got that look about oh, it. Right. Or let's just dig a hole, mate. Yeah. Dig a cave. Where, where your nuclear bunker is. Oh, shouldn't have said that. Hey! Rule number one, mate. Rule number one. <laughs> we say that we're going to talk all about it in a minute. Here we are. We are. Uh, so I did the cheese making. My allotment is, is winding down and I, I have noticed a little chink in my armoury. Oh, so it's all, uh, it's, it's all learning, isn't it? It is all learning. Uh, so I'm a little bit shy of fresh produce just at the moment. Oh, yeah. Not, um, Which is unusual. Well, it, it is in a way. Yeah. But it's also not because of what I've chosen to grow. Right, okay. So if you think about it, my sweet corn's basically done. Mm-hmm. My beans are basically done. My tomatoes are kind of hanging on, but I've now harvested all the green ones. And I did get a reasonable crop of green tomatoes in the end. Mm. I'm not talking about the three carrier bags in the freezer that I had a couple of years ago. Smosh. But I've got three good sized freezer bags for the tomatoes yep. in there. So that'll keep me, it'll keep me in fresh tomatoes. And I can, what I can then do is get them out, defrost yeah. them, and use them for sauce Absolutely. for the winter. So I won't be making a big batch of salsa this time, not with those anyway. I might buy some to do that, but um, I, I can use those fresh as I go through the winter, which is all right. And I've got a couple of nice big trays, you know, like, I don't know what they're, but probably about 50, 60 centimetres wide. Yeah. About 40 across, 30, 40 across. And they are like piled yeah. with yeah. green tomatoes. Lovely. And I will ripen those slowly indoors. Yeah, and you'll still be eating those. Won't I'll you? still be eating them in December if, if they don't, you know, if they, if they make it through, they don't rot out first, which they shouldn't do. 
Um, and that's just mountain magic off the allotment mostly. Um, so that is, I mean, that's an absolute result. That's a, been yeah. a blinder for you this year, hasn't it? It really has, yeah. So that's gone well. But um, like, I had some cabbages, but they've all been, been and gone. Um, and then the winter crops are not quite here yet. Um, You're missing your carrots out. Yeah, maybe. You're missing your roots, bruv. And I'm missing missing my cabbages. I could have done with a, I did. I think I sold a second batch of cabbages. And I think then mm. the, the cabbage whites or something got on or the slugs got on them. Yeah. And then I didn't get around to sowing anymore. And then I've just got none in at the moment. Um, so that's that's kind of a bit of a, a chink. I've had some nice green sprout broccoli. So what what would you be thinking of now? Would be more like, well, in my opinion, you'd be going, you'd want to be getting your carrots out, your roots, yeah, 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 yeah. but also pumpkins. Yeah, well, I've had I've had a couple of pumpkins. I've not had a great return off my pumpkin okay. patch this year. So you, roots, pumpkins, and then one thing that I would be keen to try because we always think about it as a spring plant, but around this time, you know, your mid sowings of old-fashioned peas yeah. would be coming now yeah, yeah. you know for that last late crop yeah. and i think you you would be looking at sowing them in the middle of the year really wouldn't you yeah, yeah. but i'm really keen going forward to try some of those heritage tall tall tell i think it's called tall telegraph or alderman those oh, yeah, really yeah. tall peas yeah, which yeah. give you a good return yeah. and some of those you can then dry as well a bit like the borlotta yeah but you know late peas that wouldn't be a bad thing yeah, would it something like that it wouldn't be a bad thing but in my head when i thinking when i'm thinking of Autumn, mm. I am thinking of carrots, beetroot, yeah. that, that kind yeah, of yeah. root veg. And, and I think what happened was I, I got, because everything else was going on, I got kind of into the... Oh man, you've done, done phenomenal so amounts of work this year. Yeah, um, but I just, I, I, I stopped sowing, is what, what, what happened. Mm. And mm. I did a bit more when I came back off holiday. Mm. I've not really been into the sowing. I think partly that's about space at home as well. Yeah. Because all the greenhouses are full. Yeah, yeah. And the outdoor space is not anywhere yeah. really easy to pot yeah. up and that sort of thing. And but knowing stuff. you, you'll write that down in your plan yeah, for yeah. next year and what, when and how. Yeah. 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 And I had carrots in the plan, but I never sowed in no. the allotment. I, I suppose it would be spinach and chard now as well, wouldn't yeah. it, coming to the fore? And, and we're almost into like early Brussels sprouts. Nearly there, aren't nearly we? Nearly there, yeah. nearly into like potential for red cabbage. Yeah. So things like that that I could have done. But the other problem I've got is that realistically the space that I've got is very limited. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, it's not like I can just go as many as whatever I fa fancy no. doing. I can't, no. I'm just going to, I'm going to do a few of each. Would you can, have you got a seed bed? I haven't got a seed bed, not on the allotment, no. Is that something you would benefit from? I don't think so, no. because I, because I do in plugs. Yeah. So I grow in plugs at home. So because I've got these, the modular trays that I mm. use, and then I make these, make these sort of single plant plugs, and I can plant them outside... I think I've got that in a, in a kind of having at yeah. home, but in a different way. Yeah, yeah no, totally I don't. Great. I don't like. I don't like digging plants up to transplant them because that no. creates a potential for them to dry out and not survive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I was just trying to think of your your issue, but I get that, and I and I know that, and I know that you know you're thinking really carefully about what crops you have got going forward yeah. because you, you know, you're trying to get that kind of. That's those cycles going of one in the next thing. And, and I think part of what happened was I spent so much time thinking about what am I going to eat in March and April. Yeah. And then and then didn't think about well what happens if the beans finish a little bit earlier. Yeah. Than, than they might or or the tomato crop doesn't do very well or you know what I mean. And and you know as I was I'm not I'm not growing to try and live off everything I grow. Yeah. I'm trying to be self as self sufficient as I can with what I've got. Yeah. But I'm not expecting to be anywhere near self sufficient. No. I'm, no. You know, I'm supplementing our yeah in a bit in a big our way, family, yeah. but in a big way. But I'm I'm supplementing our family fruit and veg. Mm. You know, and and there was a point a couple of weeks ago where I came back in that truck that you you made for me a few years ago, 
was like heaving. Yeah. I did that two or three weeks in a row. Yeah. And some of that's been preserved. And so what I could now do is fall back on Absolutely. the green beans and yeah, use those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and things like that if I wanted to. Uh, and I've got I've got diced courgette in the freezer. And I've got broad beans in the freezer. Mm. All those sorts of things. Um, but I, yeah, I just want to have half an eye on that for next year. But I'll mm. do something slightly differently just mm. to give me something something fresh. And, uh, yeah, no, 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 I think that's always... You know, my child... The ones that I've got at home are charred. The last thing, one thing I've got at the moment at the allotment is leeks, but they're yeah. just just slowly ticking over. Yeah, yeah. Not putting a lot of growth on now, yeah. but I probably won't touch them till you know November, December. If I'm yeah. honest, they're just sitting in there. Um, but yeah, so it, it, like you're right, we're just in that in between yeah. little bit, really. Well, I think I think if I'd have if if I'd have got out together, I did try sowing some more. Off beans late, mm. Mm. and I've got a few, but it's literally a few. Mm. So potentially I'll go up there in you know, the next couple of weeks and I'll be able to get a couple of handfuls yeah. off. Yeah, but if I'd have really got on that, and perhaps been a bit more brutal with my cobra beans that weren't doing brilliantly, yeah, a bit got sooner, that, got, got something, got something yeah. else in maybe. But that would have required me to be more on the case, and I think. I'd but you will next year, mate. Definitely a sense of winding down from my perspective. Um, having said that, in the greenhouse at home, things are going well. I tell you what, though. Feeling my spuds that are in the greenhouse have got blight on them. Oh, really? Well, it wouldn't surprise me. They weren't looking good. I went out there last night. It was all by torchlight. So um, everywhere. I mean, it's yeah. been one of the worst seasons, hasn't it? I mean, I'm noticing that some of the ones I've got in storage, I'm having to go through them pretty regularly to just yeah. pull out any any dodgy ones. Yeah. But um, saying that, my little plastic powerhouse is is growing. The peppers are still going all right. Yeah. Those little mite. They're called Midas. That's the name of the variety. Yeah. And they're like a small bell sweet pepper. They're yeah. great. The chilies are doing great. Yeah. And I mean, I've been pretty cruel to them. I haven't really, you know, they've they've had some intermittent watering, let's put yeah, it that way. Yeah. Tomatoes are still going in that little plastic greenhouse. Yeah. So, you know, for, for the return that I'm getting on it, it's pretty good, I have yeah. to say. And I won't be buying chilies for another year anyway. And that's just off two plants for me. So oh, I can't knock that really, that little plastic greenhouse. It's really good, isn't it? Really good value. Absolutely been great. Well, so I'm going to do mine a bit differently next year. Mm. The tomatoes in the greenhouse. I've not been so happy with them this year. That's partly the compost that I used, I think. Yeah, well, I'll take a look at that and, and uh, different. But so that's about where I'm at, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, livestock wise, I haven't, because of the petrol shortage here, I haven't had the ability to go and get my my new lane hybrids oh, that I spoke about. Yeah, of course, yeah. So I haven't got them yet, but as soon as I've got the ability or I've got another job down there, I'll go down and pick up two lane hybrids. And I kind of know what I'm going for now, so I'm going to get two of those to. Going with my existing one, and then that'll probably be see me all right for eggs. Mm. The quail are going mad, absolutely, right. mate. Eight eggs a day, absolutely great. Brilliant. And um, I know it doesn't, you know, the little quail eggs, eight eggs a day is not doesn't sound loads, but by the time you get to Saturday and you've got like sixty, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like, what are we doing with all these eggs? Yeah. But um, we just use them like normal I eggs. To, I might have to do that next year. I've got. A, I want to move the guinea pig run that we've got because it's getting a bit wet where it is. I want to do, do a better setup, so I'm going to be thinking about like building something. Yeah. Yeah. But then potentially what I could do is build on the side of that for the quail. Well, There's a put quail and guinea pigs in together, mate. Can I? Well, what are they, what are they going to do to each other? <laughs> They're not going to do anything together. I suppose there's no such thing as a guinea quail or a quail. No, and I've, definitely, so be I've definitely been to places where they keep guinea pigs and bantams in together. Mm. Well, maybe then I'll have, I'll have a look at it. Wouldn't that. surprise me, and this is going to sound a bit gross. Wouldn't surprise me if the quail will clean up your guinea pig poo either, because it is just pelleted grass. Mm. 
which is basically what they eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that is... That is really t- turning poo into gold, mate, isn't it? Well, <laughs> to be fair, it just goes with the compost. Yeah. It makes great compost, but that's for another thing. Anyway. Um, but no, I've, I've potentially got space for like a six-foot guinea pig run. Yeah. It'll only be a couple of foot deep, but six foot wide. It's fine. Two or three storeys even. Yeah. And then a quail house potentially almost the same size next to it. That'd be great. On the side of the house, just down the alleyway. Superb. <clears throat> and they wouldn't be in the way. So I'll have a look at that. It's not a bad shell. I might have to think about that. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much where I'm at. I, I haven't done much of others, anything else, really, I don't think. No. Just been keeping things ticking over. I've made some lovely sourdough bread. Yeah, I know. Really I lovely sourdough. And some sourdough crackers. Yeah. And I made, I had some, we had some of that, we had some chutney and cheese and crackers doing the other day and bread. It's and amazing, mate. Really Absolutely good. amazing. So, um, yeah. So that's where we're, we're at. Good, mate. We're living good. Oh, yeah. So that's where we're at with regards to updates. Yes. So... Shall we disappear and come back in a minute and do something well, like, about something else? By the power of magic. Yes. <laughs> okay, we're back. So I wanted to talk a little bit about storage. And I think if we, you, you're, you're experiencing the same fuel shortages we are now, and you're reading the news and you live through the lockdown that we lived through last year and the way things went in the supermarkets and you're listening to this podcast and you're not thinking i need to get something in storage mm. i think you probably should start yeah i think you might be right <laughs> but i think most people will have really chances are i'm preaching to the choir i don't um, think so because <clears throat> again talking to people who are perhaps new to it right yeah it can be really intimidating yeah, yeah. Not and I'm, and I'm not talking about, you know, I know we joked earlier about having a bunker full of gear, although we might have one each. Um, Rule number one. Yeah, I didn't say where, where they were, Al, where they were. No, what, what I'm saying is that I'm a great believer that it's a balance between things and skills. Yeah. It's not all about things. I really, really believe that. For but me, some, it's more about skills. But some things are really handy. Things, yeah, yeah, they are. And... When I talk to people about it, you know, and you know, you can call it prepping, you can call it self-reliance, you can call it self, you know, preservation, you can call it what you like. It's just about having a mentality which is not based on if I haven't got it, I can go and get it straight away. And that might be for different reasons. It might be because there's a lack of availability Mm. due to, you know, um, you know, Places being out of stock. It might be that you're unwell, mm. you can't go and get it. Yeah, yeah. It might be that you can't get there to where you gotta go because you haven't got the capability to travel. Mm. And it could be about it everyone else is out there trying to get it, and you just yeah. don't, you know, and the majority of the conversations I've had with people are that they don't just they just don't want to get on that on that kind of psychological bus. Yeah. I haven't got it, no one else has got it. The panic sets in. Yeah. You see some quite... Let's be honest with you. Even in the last week, I've seen some pretty nasty behaviour. There was a fella stabbed on a petrol forecourt, wasn't there? Because people want what they yeah, haven't got. And don't get me wrong, Al, is that I know that... Give me a week without water or food or whatever. Yeah. And, and it's not me, it's my children. Yeah. I'll probably turn into quite a... Yeah. You know, kind of self-motivated person. Yeah. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. And what I'm trying to say, I suppose, is that we're never in the business of sensationalising things. No. But I think that 
if I could if I could show people the feeling that I get just of kind of it takes a lot of pressure off um, and it also brings a real benefit because there's that feeling that you know you've got things in hand you've got things in order and yeah we could all have more we could all do more but just those few tiny steps I think that they make a massive difference I think they make a massive difference I, I agree I th- and I think there's kind of several bits to this isn't there because when I first talk, when it's, was thinking about storage from my point of view I was thinking about what do we do with all the produce one of the things we started mm. talking about last yeah. time when we were yeah. when we Talking about well, what do we do with the potatoes? Once we, once we grow a year's worth of potatoes, yeah, yeah. what do we do with them? And and, I, and I'd like to get to that at some point today because yeah. I think it's really important that we yeah. share, you know, those skills, yeah. and some of that knowledge, yeah. and at least give people a taste of what they could be looking for yeah. um, when they're thinking about well, what am I going to do with this like masses of onions that I've grown or whatever yeah. it might be. Um, but there is also then this kind of very immediate, very um, current mm. story that is back in the news again. And, yeah. and it has been in the news on and off now for 18 months. Yeah, yeah. You know, of, of toilet rolls initially, you know. And yeah, we had it, didn't we, about... Know. And, I, and oh no, I know, I do approach these things with a degree of scepticism in that, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Mr Andrex bunged a few quid <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. To, to the yeah. Tories to say, excuse me, I'm having a bit of a slow month. I'll bump <laughs> up your coffers. Fancy saying it's going to be a run. And then yeah. who knows what... Oh, what a surprise. Yeah. I've had bumper record sales. Yeah. Now... Well, but I'm not saying that that is what has happened, no. but it would be a surprise. Well, but whether that's true or not, the fact of the matter is, is that we, we, we are probably feeling the effects, not just of the COVID, but certainly the Brexit here, yeah, aren't we? With so. regards to, they're saying the products are here, they just can't get them to where they need yeah, to be. Yeah. You know, and whether there's a truth in that or not, I don't oh, know. I know HGV drivers who've been written to by the government. Me too. By the Department of Transport. Yeah, me Can too. you please come back and drive some lorries yeah. again, please? Well, I saw a great meme because the Queen drove a lorry in the war. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I saw this meme as like Boris had written to the Queen saying, I knew you had an HGV licence, Your Majesty. You fancy getting back in behind the wheel? <laughs> she probably would, though, bless oh, her. I'd to see that, mate. I'd oh, dear, that, yeah. dear. So, so it, there's definitely a sense that the products are there and that it's just about getting them out there, isn't it? And, and you know, not, not wanting to get political about it, I'd, I'd like to try and steer clear of that. But it, Always. Very, very clearly, the fallout of what's been going on in our country over the last couple of years, yeah? Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, that, you know, certainly I've seen this coming. Yeah. yeah? And I yeah. think other people have seen this coming, that potentially there was a risk that we would end up in a position where things that should be on the shelves, or we used to have it on the shelves, yeah. are not on the shelves. Yeah, and I don't think, you know, we, we, can, we can look at Brexit or the epidemic, you know, the worldwide epidemic, and that's all, you know, fair, fair and valid reasons. Mm. But but behind this is also that some people want to steer away from being consumers yeah, from yeah. more of an ethical, moral point of view anyway. Yeah. And, they, and I know that Carl in his, in his shows talks a lot about knowing what the provenance of your food is, yeah, where yeah, it comes yeah. from, is it local, yeah. air miles, yeah. you know, welfare of animals, welfare yeah. of workers, yeah. um, you know, the welfare of you know the, the environmental impact that the company that you're buying from has the packaging I mean it's all a real mishmash and hot spot and it's all so current yeah. and so it just on every level having some ownership yeah. and control yeah. of the things that you put in your body or on your body yeah. or around your body yeah. having some kind of knowledge of that and and ownership of that is 
probably as important as it ever, ever, ever has been. So, so I think I think when we we talked previously a little bit about the sorts of things that people should try and keep in their houses. We have a little yeah. bit. I mean, no, I think I we could go too no, far into that. No, today, I, I agree. Right I agree. Um, so just because I think we've kind of touched on that before when we a talked bit. about getting ready for round two last year, for yeah. example, you know, yeah. about this time last year when you could see what was going to happen with the COVID yeah. epidemic over yeah. winter and, you know, making sure that you were ready in a position where, you know, you had a few extra tins of things put by and, yeah. you know, you weren't going to worry if, oh, I can't get a bag of sugar this week because you've right. got a spare one. Yeah. Uh, and I know that I was used to drive my wife mad before we had our extension done because our cupboards, I'd go shopping, right? Cupboards would be and the cupboards rammed. Would, there wouldn't be space for everything in the no. cupboards. Yeah. yeah. And she used to be like, well, what are you buying all this stuff for? I'm like, well, because if we need some, we've got we've it. Got it yeah. right? and, and it's tin food, so it's got a, you know, it's got a best before four, date of... Four years, probably. Yeah, and, and, and probably still be all right, but beyond that. Yeah, well, actually, well be all right. Know. So um, from that point of view, it's like, I've, I've got it. And since we've had the pantry, we've got a bit of extra storage space. Mm. And yeah, I've filled it up. Of course I have, because that's how I work, right? And that's what it's for. But it'd be silly to have it and not fill it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... So, you know, and I think if you've got space to put a few extra bits of bits by for this winter, yeah. tin goods, you know, flour. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I would talk about there <laughs> yeah. is that you are looking for things, get things that you're going to eat, yeah. right? That's the first thing. So don't get stuff if you don't actually like it or anything like that. For me, it has always been about, and it's not too late now, is it? If you're looking at, you know, people have still got October, November, December, you might have another 12 shops. Let's yep. say most people do their shops weekly. Yeah. And it might just be about getting a few things each. And even that, even that would really add up. Yeah. Um, but certainly for me, it was about having the space. And I know that you've got a designated space, really, haven't you? Yeah. But I haven't got that. No. And so what I have done is I've created probably three or four areas like that in and around my house where where I can keep things, where I know they're going to be all right. And, um, you know, one of them's in my caravan, which yeah. is unheated, you know. So it's quite cool in there now. It's not. It's got quite a consistent temperature. It gets below freezing in there, yeah, though, yeah. I'd say. Um, but, you know, I, I bought a couple of really big sacks of dog food. Yeah. And that can live in there. It's not going to go off. No. It's not going to get wet. It's vermin-proof. Yeah. And I suppose that's what you're looking for for some products, isn't it? Yeah. A bit of, obviously, shelter from you know, the, the elements, shelter from vermin yeah. or, or sort of um, creepy crawlies, what have you, um, and accessible, you know. Not, I use buckets, mate. I've, yeah. got, I've got food grade buckets with yeah. like, with just the clip lids. Yeah. Often, um, and, and that's where I store like my chicken feed. Yeah. Um, I, but I also store flour in similar types of buckets. Yeah. I've got the, the guinea pig food in a bucket like yeah. that. And that the guinea pig food lives outside. I thought your bread was a bit chewy this week, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was whole yeah, grain, bro. Yeah. <laughs> guinea pig pellets. Mm, taste that, was, that was rum and raisin that one, mate. Sourdough rum and raisin. Yeah. Get it, bro. <laughs> Crunch, crunchy. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. And, and, and uh, I mean, it's about, it's about finding places for those things where they're not in the way, but where, you know... They're not also out of the way, if that makes sense. Well, sometimes, I mean, some of them are in your constant use. And then you also need a bit of a space for the ones that are kind of like, yeah. if you're on a shelf, yeah. the next thing behind yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you bring that forward, don't yeah. you? And then you backfill behind it like you do uh, yeah. you know, stocking shelves in the supermarket. Yeah, and I've right? got, I mean, we've got some corner cupboards in the kitchen where yeah. I know that, you know, and they're tucked around the back behind, yeah. behind their saucepans yeah. and things. And, you know, big bags of pasta, big bags of rice. Yeah big bags of flour are in there 
Um, and then I've also got a run of boxes across the top of my units. Yeah. And it's surprising how much stuff you can get yeah, yeah, in there. Yeah. Um, I've got stuff in the caravan and I've got stuff in my cupboard under my stairs. Yeah. You know, um, and, I, and that's all just food stuffs. Yeah. Other things that I use, I keep upstairs in other cupboards yeah. and this, that and the other. Yeah. Um, and I do that. Um, I have kept vegetables in the ground for quite a long time. I'm not a clamp. I haven't made a clamp. No. But, but certainly what I was talking about there about having a, a store, you know, a, a buried dustbin stored. You could, yeah. you could use that. You could yeah. use that without shadow of a doubt. And, and, yeah, and, and I think you have to like put some sand and stuff in there. Certainly, we'll, I've never done it. So we're well, talking about roots now. Yeah. Yeah. So potatoes, you don't need to. So you can store them in soil. Yeah. You know, because that's how they are. Yeah. Um, if you're doing carrots yeah. or things like that, then yeah, they do need to be covered in a medium, and that can be yeah. damp sand, yeah. or it can be you know peat moss. Yeah. But you know, obviously, that's got an environmental impact. Um, you could use straw for some well, things. Straw is what they use commercially, isn't it? They to put, clamp over yeah. the top, yeah, and then cover it with soil, yeah. yeah. So you could do that. Um, obviously, there's freezing, which we've talked yeah. to quite a lot yeah. about, but yeah. it's a really, really valid way of keeping produce, isn't it? You know, and and you know, I still have this constant battle about shall I, shan't I get a big freezer? But I think that that's going to be taken out of my hands as we move forward, going yeah. forward. I think this is going to be about eight. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll talk about that later on yeah 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 and so um having the uh, you know the access to those things is very important but onions garlic they'll all just string up and hang somewhere cool in your well, house let's, let's go there then because let's just go with some like because like, obviously we talked about storage and I, and I do think that you know just to finish off on the kind of prepping and in inverted commas part of it i think if you're not already in the position where you've got two weeks worth of I'd, of, I'd start with three days. Three first. days then, all right. So I'd go, go for your 72 hours, right? So, so you've got... But in that, I'm including water, yeah. right? Okay. All right. All right. So, you know, we'll take it right back to basics is that I would, and, and that's not just for you, that's yeah. for everybody, everybody in your house, your including pets. your pets, yeah. So yeah. that's what I would say as my first benchmark. Yeah. If I couldn't go outside now for three yeah. days, yeah. could I survive? Not survive, I'm talking... Would I have enough stuff to get me through yeah. and it'd be okay? Yeah. And I would include water in that, yeah. which if you don't know is a gallon per person per day. Yeah. Right? So that's what I would so, get to. I'd get to yeah. that first. So, so so three days and then beyond that, you're looking at a week, a week. two weeks. A week. Yeah. And then so after if, that, I'd look for a month. And if you know, and, I, and I would say that if you're not if you're in a position where you haven't got three days, go for three days. Yeah. If you've I got would a week, too. go for two. Yeah. If you've got two weeks, go for a month. Yeah. And if you've got a month, you're probably going to be all right, I should think, in most scenarios. Yeah, but yeah. there's nothing to stop you then thinking about long-term deep storage, yeah. right? Where yeah. you're thinking about three months after that. And even though I would be extraordinarily tired of rice and beans, yeah. I've got that to yeah. probably that extent. Yeah. And I've got enough tinned and fresh vegetables yeah. and enough knowledge about foraged goods yeah. to supplement that. Yeah. All right? And that's what we're talking about, skills as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I would be really tired of rice and beans. But, <laughs> but, but I wouldn't be under the pressure yeah. to go out, use fuel I haven't got, put yeah. myself into a situation where people are being not particularly nice yeah, yeah, yeah. or that there actually isn't any product. And I don't think it would get to that, but you don't know. No. And all that does is just takes all of that pressure off. Yeah, yeah I might really fancy an orange... And some chocolate, which I can't grow or make. But the fact of the matter is, I wouldn't have to do it. And I think that was the nice thing about the the lockdown last year was with the supermarkets being the way they were, 
I could choose to not go out. Yeah, yeah, I, could I agree. I could choose, I could, and I could wait to get that delivery slot. Yeah. Because uh, I, I was all right for a few extra days. Yeah, I, I totally to agree. And so having that control, and similarly with the, with the fuel situation, because I tend to fill my car up when it gets down to half a tank. Yeah. I yeah, had yeah, half a tank when it went. I was I was about yeah. to fill up when it all went wrong. Yeah. I had half a tank. Well, that's yeah. a week's worth of fuel. I'm good. Yeah, and you. And it gives just me a week's takes to so form much pressure off, doesn't it? Yeah. And you know, looking at look at what you need to make your you know your week livable. You know, yeah. and and you know, food is fuel. Let's be honest, but yeah. but it's more than that. You know, if 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 you're all stuck indoors, mm. cooking something to do. It's a morale booster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something that takes a bit of time. Mm-hmm. It's something that you can do with your kids. Yeah. You know, it's all of those things. It becomes actually quite an important thing. Um, but but don't think that when we're talking about uh, having those things put by, it's not all about food. No. You know, there are some other things. We'll move on to those That's in a minute. For another day, maybe. Well, no, it's but not. It's yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. But just talking about just having some medical supplies yeah, and some yeah. hygiene products yeah. and all all of those things, which yeah. you can normally fit into a box. Yeah. Stuff for a power cut. I'd have yeah. that in another box. Yeah. You know, and all of those things. And yeah, we could. But if we, you know, if we're concentrating on the food things, just I I find still personally the hardest bit to replicate is the protein. So yeah. it's all right if you like beans. Yeah. Because you can get that. Yeah. But it's that it's that kind of fresh. Dairy yeah. effort um, because I'm not a great lover of powdered milk, no. and it hasn't got a great shelf life no. either. But you know, you, if you're happy to use it, which we are, mm. it is a lifesaver. If you like porridge in the morning, yeah. if you drink tea, and who doesn't? To Most be, people to be do. Fair, there are other ways to get around it though, because we we keep I keep UHT milk in the house. Yeah, yeah. I tend to make my yogurt with the UHT. What's milk that got? Though? About a six months shelf life. Six to twelve. Typically. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. So, and because I use it, we get through it. We yeah, so it's all right. It, yeah. yeah, that's all right. Um, and oat milk we use a lot of because obviously I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah. So similarly yeah. for that, yeah. but also but like, oat, milk, oat milk's not. In, it's quite easy to make. Apparently, yeah, yeah. I've heard. Yeah. I've not. I've not yeah, done it, yeah. but I'll be interested in exploring that. Water to do it. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, the water's um, not a problem. And, if, the, yeah. and that biggest problem here we're talking about is the water, right? Because yeah. let's be honest. But that's. You know, hopefully that's one that's going to be all right, but who knows? Uh, no, but yeah, but yeah. He, he, and let's talk about that for a moment. Yeah. If you can't store a gallon per person of drinking water, your preparation is how to store enough water that I can then make safe and potable. Yeah. Yeah. And there are other ways of doing that. And again, that's when we're talking about skills. Mm-hmm. So whether that's having the capacity to boil collected rainwater after you've filtered mm-hmm. it, you know, whether it's about having the capacity to know where your local sources of fresh potable water are, yeah. even though you'll still have to boil it. Yeah. Whether it's about thinking about that sodis method of sun distillation, which yeah. is a bit more hit and miss of where we live, yeah. but I'd rather do it than nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's just about having some knowledge about some of those things, which leads me to one other thing. Is that what I found very interesting for someone who is not actually that social media savvy mm. is how much yesterday I missed WhatsApp, Facebook, and Instagram being down. Okay. Right? Because that's where I might find something. Yeah. If that was YouTube, I would really feel that. Yeah. yeah. Because how many people would be going, how do I do this? Yeah. yeah. And where do they get that information? Yeah. So one of the things I would say to people about becoming prepared or prepared is have a tangible physical library of a (laughs) few texts, which then take a lot of the guesswork out. You know, if you can't remember how much pool shock which yeah. is what you put in your swimming pool, mm. to make your water safe, mm. have it written down somewhere yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. think, I'll look it up on the internet. Yeah, because you 
Because yeah, I actually think that that will probably be the thing that goes. And then unless you've downloaded these, you ain't even listening to our podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, mate, they survive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. You know, and for me, I've got about two or three shelves of books. Some yeah. about woodwork. Yeah. Some about hunting. Yeah. Some about... Uh, uh, plant recognition what a surprise you know some field guides yeah some fit stuff on poultry some, and all that information I could find out by putting it in Google if Google's there yeah, yeah, yeah. and I actually think that that'll probably be one of the first things one that first things to go down maybe yeah yeah so just just get people thinking about because yeah. you know potentially this is going to be an ongoing thing for a little while for the newspapers to be believed probably you know if you're like me you're wondering if maybe the newspapers are the reason why this is a problem in the first place at all but um, if it's to be believed then potentially we've got a few months of this ahead and I think if you're in control of it and I'm not suggesting for a second you go out and spend a fortune no, on buying a million bags of pasta what I would say is well extra every week would not do it no don't do anything on it and as long as as long as you are careful about your rotations yeah. and they're things that you eat anyway yeah you're actually going to end up saving money, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes, and I understand, like, wholeheartedly how tricky it is to get started. Mm. But if you just think about that 72 hours, water, food, hygiene, and medicine, mm. yeah, your pets, obviously. Yeah. And then and then after that, I'd be thinking about things to do, yeah? yeah? yeah. You know, whether that's having some good tools and, some, mm. and, and, and having the ability to fix and mend stuff yeah, or yeah. whatever. Um, Get, get that under your belt first and then make it a week. Yeah. And then make it a week and then see what happens after that. But I, I genuinely think that if you do those things, I, don't, I, I actually can't think of any negatives. The, the only downside is whether you've got space on isn't it? Where are you going to put it? Where you, yeah, you get all this extra stuff in, where's it going to go? Yeah. That's the only real yeah. downside. Yeah. I, I can see. I saw someone who had, made a bed out of tins once. Why not? It might be a bit difficult <laughs> Did, to get the one you want out of the middle. <coughs> what what the bed yeah you just work out don't you work out you have a variety going around the outside <laughs> literally yeah. so lifted up the whole bed yeah. and the whole bed was preps inside it oh okay it's amazing oh, like one of those like divan type beds yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just a whole bed so let's let's just go, bringing it back to like because I don't want to go all tinfoil hat on everyone and get all like you know kind of weird conspiracy theory on people because yeah. it's not where we're coming from I think we're just practical aren't we we're two fellas right yeah. and I, we've got to bring this back just two ordinary blokes, fella, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Just two ordinary blokes with families, yeah. do a bit of gardening, yeah. like dabble here and there, yeah. muck about. Yeah. But but I think that what we but we both do do it. Yes. Rather than just talk and dream about it. Yeah. yeah There's an element of that in there. Definitely. And I, but we I, ain't no experts. I, oh, I, no, no. I would certainly not count myself as an expert in anything. No, no, but, but well, maybe a little bit of. You're an expert in a few things. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but enough, nothing is relevant here. <laughs> But I think, I, I think it's important we bring it back to what we're really about, which is the growing and the producing. Growing, um, producing. Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, we're going to get on the storage thing, right? And I, and I want to get, keep on this, thinking about, because we started talking last time about potatoes. And, and potatoes this year are particularly pertinent because of the blight. Yeah. That, that there are issues with storing spuds yeah. over a longer period of time, yeah. particularly when you've had blight on the plants, yeah? Because they're more likely to rot than yeah. they're going to keep. But you can keep potatoes for quite some time, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. Easily for six months. I would say so. And, and you know, leaving the dirt on them, inspecting them regularly, yeah. having them in, a, in, in, a, in, a, in an environment, I would say around eight degrees. Yeah. 
you know, not lower than that because then they yeah. start to go sweet. Yeah. But in the dark, but yeah. they need a bit of air movement, so don't yeah. store them in plastic. Yeah. Uh, my caravan in Hessian Sachs is pretty good, yeah. right? But I do go in there probably once a week and go through, have a sniff, make yeah. sure everything's all right. Yeah. But if you suddenly think that perhaps some of your potatoes haven't got the storage capacity, there's nothing to stop you cooking them and freezing them. Yeah. Making mash. Yeah. Parboiling them and then putting them in. Mm. I don't know if you can freeze an uncooked potato. I reckon they go black. I think yeah, you might be right. On the so I, you could, I would be making up my dishes, you know. Yeah. That's what I would be doing. I certainly know that you can freeze uh, half-cooked chips, for yeah. instance, and yeah. then, you know, if you're into, into yeah. that. So, you know, I would be going that route with yeah. it. But certainly with potatoes, you're looking at that slightly higher than fridge temperature. Yeah. And then in the dark, to yeah. stop them going green, which yeah. I think most people know about. Yeah. And certainly having a bit of air movement. So there does need to be some kind of movement there, and that's just to just to keep the moisture from building up. But they do need an element of humidity. Yeah. You know, they do need a bit of moisture, don't they? So that they don't just shrivel. And certainly, when we're talking about onions, you're, yeah, you're talking about some old-fashioned stringing up techniques. Yeah. If you don't want to do that, you can put them in net sacks. As long as you've got them dry, you know, and people will have dug them up by now, hopefully. And you might still be in that position where you're juggling with the onions, getting them in and out of the wet. Yeah. But we've had a good a good September, so most people should have dried by now. Yeah. And you can either net them or you can just put them in mushroom trays yeah. or you can string them up and hang them in your kitchen like what we do. Slice them and freeze them. Or you can do that or you can probably dry them. Yeah. In a in a dehydrator, and similarly with garlic, you can store yeah. them in all different ways. You know, so kind of like the alliums are pretty good. I always think alliums have got quite good self-preserving powers because that's actually how they're designed. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna right. I'm gonna wait till next year before I grow again. Yeah. That's kind of like that's yeah. that's it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. But I mean, going on the garlic one again, if you've dried it to set the skins, you can string it up. Yeah, and I've stored it. I've stored onions and garlic for a year. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'll just put mine in a basket, mate. Yeah, I like and 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 even though they're quite, considered quite old fashioned, I actually think baskets like wicker bar they're yeah. really good, aren't they? Because well, the airflow, a bit of airflow, yeah. And so they um, had it right. Some of those old homesteaders, yeah, didn't they? Definitely. You know? But you, but you can, yeah, you can lactoferment garlic. Yeah, you can dice it and freeze it. You can pickle it. Yeah. You can pickle it in honey. Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, there's all sorts of things you can do. So so there are lots of different ways to store yeah. you know, things like garlic and Alliums, yeah. And, and, so you know. your root veg, we talked about clamping, we yeah. talked about peat trays or sand trays, and they need to be kept slightly moist. And the tradition certainly was to be keep them in a root cellar, but yeah. your shed would do in a pinch. Yeah. I have to say, I'm pretty sure that if you lined uh, Tesco green crates with cardboard and just backfilled them, yeah. you know, what would be, hey, I never thought about that. What I should do is I should get into this way of, you know, our growing green crates. Yeah. Just cut the foliage off and bring them inside. Well, in the, in the peat, yeah. like that. Why would that not work? Well, that's what I'm going to do. I've got a bucket of carrots left, and I think that's what I'm going to do just as an experiment. See what happens. Is there hey, a bucket be, in the garden yeah. at the moment? If I just cut the, the green off the top and cover it over, bring it in, chuck see it in what happens. Yeah, I wonder what would happen. That's got to be a great idea, isn't it? Well, you could keep the pests out of it. That's spot the, on. The issue it? is the pests, isn't it? That's the problem. That, maybe that could be like the next way that people buy vegetables. Like like that in a whole Tesco green crate full of homegrown carrots. Where did they grow in the green crate? Is the green crate? I can imagine that the haulage on that might be a bit expensive. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Especially with no petrol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's so that's how I would do those root well, vegetables. I tell you what, people with electric cars, mate. 
Well, they've been smiling this weekend, eh, mate? Eh? <laughs> anyway. And you can't even hear them coming past no, while they're giving you a rude <laughs> sign out the window. <laughs> like um, obviously, there's time-honoured ways of keeping fruit, which, again, a lot of it, like your apples, you know, mm. there are so many varieties out there which keep really well if you keep them in those optimal oh. temperatures and wrapping them in paper and storing them. My grandma stood around, mate. I'll oh. tell you what, she, she had a couple of big brownie apple trees yeah. in the garden. And they would keep for a long she time. She literally used to, and I remember it, and I... I Never even thought anything of it as a kid. But she used to literally go out and she wrapped every single one in its own sheet of newspaper. Yeah, that's it. And then put it in a and box. Like carefully place it in a wooden crate. And then they lived in the shed next to her coal bunker. Probably till February, March. Yeah. Yeah, and she'd go out there and she'd like unwrap them and like, you'd have apple crumble. Yeah, perfect. They're homemade apples. Perfect. Nearly yeah. all year round. Yeah, absolutely. Mad. No, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. And how simple is that? Yeah. So I've done that with apples myself. Um, pears are a bit more tricky. I would say once you're getting into some of those stone fruits, you're better at making jams, yeah. jellies, that yeah. have you, um, or wine or whatever you want to do yeah. with it, or cordials or syrups. You know, there's all of those things, yeah. isn't there? But um, so, I mean, I always think of it, apples as being such an English fruit, you know, such a British yeah. fruit because of the temperate climate we've got. Yeah. There's so many varieties out there. And if you're in control of that, if you're not just foraging, but you're growing... Mm. Don't just go for the same everyone has, you know. Yeah. Think about one. I want one. I want an early. Yeah. I want a late, and I want a really good keeper. And there are apples out there which are dual purpose, mm. you know. Leave them on the tree long enough; they get sweet. Yeah. Pick them early while they're massive and hard. They're great for cooking, and they probably store better. So there's nothing wrong with that either, is there? No, and I think if you're going to go for ones for eating, that wrapping and storing that way is the way to go. Yeah. But if you're actually with the brownies. It's just as easy now to do what you said last time, which is peel, core, and dice them and chuck yeah, them in a freezer, freezer bag. bag yeah. And then, and in fact, have them you, ready to go. In fact, if you do it on a tray, you can then put them in a little tub in the freezer and then take out a little bit at a time. Um, and so you've got them like, if you freeze them on a tray separately, you can have little individual yeah. pieces where if you put them in a bag, yeah. you can't have got bags with yeah, them at a time. Yeah, yeah. But you can do that. But actually, the other thing that you can do with apples is you can can them really successfully. Yeah. Or apple rings in the oven. Yeah. Or, They're pretty or, good. Or dehydrate them. Or make cider. Well, <laughs> does that count your, as five a day, Yo? I was, I was thinking about your juice conundrum as well. That's got to be a, it's got to be a pressure can of recipe for that somewhere. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, I would imagine it's. it's going to pass hot, hot, hot water bathing would work, wouldn't it? I've done it that way, but I don't know how long it would take. But I, it's got to be an easy way of doing that. It's got to be, and we're very nearly there. But I think the apple harvest is going to be really so short. Doing this year. Ten apples. Yeah, this ten year. apples. <laughs> So, um, you know, so we've talked about fruit, we've talked about some vegetables. Some vegetables are happy in the ground and they're hard as nails. They go through over winter. You might even have some growing in, in, a, in an unheated greenhouse like your Claytonian, your lettuce and well, all of lettuce, those. I've got radish, I've got beetroot, I've got mustard spuds, greens. In unheated, in unheated greenhouse. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll yeah. all be all right. Yeah. You can get into pickling. We talk yeah. a bit about beetroot maybe and onions again. We could talk about... You know, when you go to um, Turkey or Greece and they literally have on the table a thing with cauliflower and broccoli florets in it and carrots and it's just like a sort of side, isn't it? That's yeah. a nice thing to do. I think, I think it's important to remember that, that there's, there's lots of different ways to make sort of jarred preserves. Yeah. You know, and, and the one that I would say to, to avoid is kind of in oil. Yeah. Because that can kill you if you get it wrong. Yeah. Um, but other than that, can't go too far wrong, no. I don't think. Like no. lacto fermenting, pickling, pickling, you know, like quick pickling with vinegar, hot syruping. Yeah, hot syruping or or in, or in alcohol. Yeah. 
Um, Salty. They've got all the chutneys. Yeah. And I think as long as you've got something in there that's going to keep the bacteria out, be that acid, yeah. lots and lots of sugar, yeah. salt to or a lots of salt, salt. Yeah. I think if you've got one of those three things in there, yeah. or a combination of those yeah, three yeah. things in there, you'll probably be all right. Really good, yeah. um, and if you're not sure what you're doing, find a recipe and follow yeah, it. Because... Yeah. You know, you don't want to go too far wrong. Yeah, I agree. Um, but the other thing you could do is like make things like fridge jams. And yeah. Like the compot yeah, I was talking yeah, about last week. Yeah. And, you know, you can make it and you can freeze it or you can make it and you can jar it and, and you know. Yeah, it might not have the biggest long shelf life no, but it doesn't matter, but, does it? But when we're talking about three months, yeah, you can make ketchup with a shelf life more than three months. Absolutely. Easy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and many of those things will have a shelf life more than three months. So so then the last one really, well, the last two you could go down this route. We've done a bit of it. We've done a bit of it. Is drying. Yep. And we might be talking now more about peas and beans. You know, we've done a bit of that, haven't we? And well, I've got... Just I've laying got, beans out. I've got it at the moment. I've got my last of my, took the last of my beans off for the weekend. Yeah. And they're now sitting in those big trays that I was describing that I've yep. got tomatoes in. And, and the, the outside, the pods will dry. Yep. And eventually what I'll do is pop those beans out of those pods yeah. and store the beans and those yeah, beans are perfectly edible or you can sell yeah, like, next year. For like 10 years. I mean, I've got some from five years yeah. ago that's still that, sitting on the shelf. They'd be still delicious. Yeah. So, Probably you know, when we talk of going back to some of those real kind of, the, 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 those prepping ideas and we talk about developing a deeper long mm. food storage, I mean, that is why it is, you know, beans, bullets and band-aids, mate. That's yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. what people need. Yeah. You know, but certainly beans become, you know, and I would really encourage people to get into growing and storing and then using and then growing and storing and then using yeah. and getting that cyclical process going on because it just makes sense from something it. Really sat, something really satisfying as well because one thing I didn't mention earlier is that I've got the, the honey harvest is now more or less done. Yeah. And there's something about having a year's supply of honey on the shelf. Absolutely. A year's supply of courgette chutney on yeah, the shelf a year's done. supply of jam on the shelf yeah. um, and knowing that whatever happens it's still there I might not want to eat strawberry jam every day for now until next year no. but if I need it I've got something and isn't that how people like us perhaps measure success is that I aimed to grow this to feed mm. my family and I've done that bit yeah. yeah I might grow different varieties they might taste nicer I might get more fruit I might preserve them yeah. better I might have a better return yeah but isn't that for me that's my benchmark isn't it yeah onions done <laughs> and I think and I think that's a really important point though because when you're talking about growing in the sort of space I mean you know we talk about being urban homesteading, right? Yeah. And I know that you live in the countryside, but your your house is no bigger than an urban house. No, of course right? it's not. So you've got access to countryside, but your house and your plot that you live on is... Smaller than yours. Small, much smaller than mine, <laughs> yeah. it? let's be honest. And so when we're talking about that, let's be realistic about what we can do. Now, I can't, I can't expect to be able to raise pigs. No. Or, or keep goats or any of that where I live, right? I might be able to do that at some point in the future in other guises, yeah, but yeah. not at my house. No. And, and I've gone through you know, lots of soul searching with my family about whether we should move and do things. But the mm. reality is we are where we are. We do what we can with what we got. And I can't possibly hope to be self-sufficient in milk. But I could be self-sufficient in onions, mm. in garlic, in beans. Honey. In honey. Get in. You know, and, and, by, and by, you know, bringing in the right things. And, you know, I do things the way that I do because I can't grow wheat where I am. But I can buy big sacks of flour. You're talking about living on rice and beans. I'll be eating a hell of a lot of pasta, mate. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be, I've got pasta flour. Tomatoes. I've got eggs from the garden. Tomatoes. I've got tomatoes in the freezer. Yeah, yeah. I've got herbs in the garden. 
I've got garlic strung up dry now. Yeah, lovely. I, you know, we, we, we'll be all right. Yeah. You know, and I like rice and beans, by the way. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> but like you say, you wouldn't necessarily want it every day. Tuscan bean pasta. Oh, you could get by. Could yeah, you? yeah, yeah. I, I won't be all right yeah. that. Bit of sourdough just, bread on the side. I've just had a little bit of smoked paprika sausage. Just... There you're there. There you are there, yeah, that, That'll hang as well. <laughs> Pork and beans is the way the right, forward, isn't it? Never mind the rice. By the right sausage, that'll sit on the shelf as well. Yeah, for about three years, yeah. probably. <laughs> Doesn't need to be in the fridge. Stage so. two, bruv. Stage two, bruv. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, without, you know, becoming doom mongers, I, I, I really enjoy this side of growing and things like that. It's why I got into it in a, in a, in a big way. But certainly, um, one other thing I'll just talk to people about just because it's a bit relevant is that around October I would encourage everyone just to make sure they've got enough stuff in their car you know just if you're yeah, stuck yeah. running out of fuel maybe the weather starts to turn not too not you know before too long and so I just think it's the time just to go back through that plastic tote box in the back of your car which has got a blanket in it a torch yeah. in it that actually works a few tools maybe because if your window wiper falls off in the middle of the night you can either wait for the AA or if you've got a few tools and a few cable ties and a bit of duct tape, you can lash it up, yeah, and a head tool. So just get those few things in your car that make all the difference. And depending on your level of skill and competence and, you know, ability or, or knowledge, maybe have some jump leads, you know. Maybe they're not for you. Maybe they're to help someone else out, you know, without putting yourself at risk or in danger or anything like that. But just having a few things where you can help people out um, or to help yourself out of a situation. If you've got kids, you know, and you get stuck for a couple of hours somewhere, have you got something for them to do? Have you got some water? Have you got some snacks in the car? Yeah, yeah. Have you got a blanket or a sleeping bag that just lives in the boot? It can be an old tatty one. It doesn't matter, does it? But, you know, if you're sat for a couple of hours behind something that's crashed and you can't go anywhere, you're going to be really, really glad of it, no, aren't you? You can buy emergency um, sleeping bags that are, like, no more than six inches long, yeah. Like a fat sausage, yeah, yeah, for a few quid now, yeah. yeah. Well, like, just sit a couple of those in the back of just your... a couple, <clears throat> some water, <clears throat> you know, you know, a thing of water. It's just a lifesaver, yeah. a lifesaver, and you know, some some a pack, couple of packs of biscuits, or just yeah. something just to have for that morale boost. If you know you're going to be sat somewhere for three hours, it's different. It's different in the day, in the summer when it's warm <clears throat> and it's light, but you know. It's dark now by six o'clock, you know, and if you get stuck somewhere or if you run out of petrol and you've got to wait, it's just a really good idea and a real good habit to get into of just having those few things in your car, you know, and, and that could, you know, really actually turn into a situation which wasn't nice, was it, if you had to walk out somewhere? Well, it's fine. Having a good pair of shoes, bruv. I know you come to work in your high heels, Al. Make sure you've got a nice pair of low riders in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I... I Obviously, we're recording now. It's Tuesday evening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's getting towards late part of Tuesday evening, and and I travelled out to meet you after work. Yeah. Um, to to do this and other things as well at different yeah. times. And yeah. as we've recorded doing, and and I do genuinely these days go, oh well, what you know, if if I were yeah. to stop to break down, have I got these pair of shoes? Yeah. Have I got a head torch? Am I going to be cold? Yeah, absolutely. I, and I might just chuck an extra jumper in the car yeah. just in case. Yeah. Chances are, it'll be fine. 
of course. But, but for the one occasion, what, it's that not. one time you need it. Yeah. And I would encourage everyone, even though it's not regulations here, it is on the continent. Yeah. I would just have a fluorescent. They're about three quid. One of those times. fluorescent. No, a thing that you put on, mate. Oh, because if yeah, you've got yeah. to walk somewhere along a dark road, yeah. you are going to get seen. You know, just one of those little vests that you yeah. put on. They're literally about yeah. three or four pound. Get them on eBay. But just yeah. you know, and it's these little things, isn't it, that people, yeah. you know. They just don't think of, do they? And and I, and I wouldn't until I've been in that situation. Yeah. But I know certainly now for me, if it's lashing with rain and I've got to change a tyre or I've got to help someone else change a tyre, yeah. I'm well glad of that fluorescent jacket while I've got cars bombing past me in the dark, you know, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Gonna, could save my life, mate, couldn't it? Let's be yeah. honest. You know, without a shadow of a doubt. So, um, so yeah, just, just get your little car kit sorted out. Um, and if you can't think about what to do or what to remember, there are so many lists online available yeah. for people to just make sure you've got in. But it's pretty basic. It's just, you know, being able to stay where you are safely or get where you've got to go safely. So yeah. that's what I would encourage people to do too. Brilliant. All right. Shall we uh, leave it there and move on? Mate, it's going to be the longest episode in history, well, bruv. I think it's time we did a longer one. We've done a few short ones lately. I think, you know, that 10 minute, we've got to make up for that. Who's on the beach that day, bruv? Back in a minute. Okay, we're back, and we just thought we'd just finish up with a little short segment now about things you can be doing, jobs for the weekend. If you've got this far, you've done well, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> especially listen to that last little off. We have well, I told you, mate, some people listen to us when they're going to sleep. So I reckon if they've got to stage three, they're tired. Are we in someone's dreams now? Subconscious, mate. mate. This is subconscious mate. prepping, subconscious homesteading. Good this job, is a whole new thing, face, mate. mate. This is a whole nice. new thing. Subconscious homesteading. <laughs> <laughs> We do talk some rubbish. So, yeah, so just things that you can be getting on with in the garden or, or around the house that um, will help with some of that stuff we've just been talking about, but yeah. also just in general, you know, what should you be doing? It's early October. It is early uh, October. I was saying earlier that a lot of my stuff is finishing up now. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, there is a few jobs we can still be doing, and one of those probably is starting to think about whether you need to clear some of that away. Yeah, definitely. Certainly looking at things like preserving whatever harvest you have still got coming mm-hmm. in. So you know, I just mentioned drying my beans is one of the things I'm doing yeah. at the moment. Ripening my tomatoes indoors is another one I've been doing. Yeah. And those jobs that are require you to go through things every so often just yeah. to check that nothing's rotting. And check storage, yeah. Yeah, so make sure that's all right. I think that's a good place to start because I think that's things that people will be doing. And I think the other thing is to be keeping an eye on the weather now as well. Yeah. Because I think in some part, I'm not expecting us to see a frost here for another month at least. Mm. But in some areas, people might be listening to this. There's a chance you're going to get frost, and if yeah. that catches you out with whatever crops you have got in the garden, yeah. you might lose out on what you've yeah. been, you know, your hard yeah, work. Absolutely. There might be an opportunity as well to do some seed collection, seed saving. Yeah. So yeah. if you have got that last run of beans or peas and you've let them go to fruition and they might yeah. be drying, obviously putting them aside. You might have even let some onions go over yeah. or lettuce. You yeah. know, you might have been doing that. Yeah. Um, you could still be, um, and you know, I'd be careful with this because they tend to have a very short window. So I know that I've got my overwintering onions and garlic, but I know if I go out now, I can't get them in in where I bought them. So if you see them, I'd get them. I have to say, I think not more than that. If you see them, you can start getting them and getting them in the ground, especially yeah, the garlic. Absolutely, absolutely, especially yeah. Garlic, yeah. And it won't be long before you can start putting in your um, overwintering broad beans. Yeah. You know, um, there's a few varieties that you can you can put in. Not all broad beans are built the same, so have a look at the packaging just to make sure. Yeah. 
Um, it's very, very late for any kind of sewing, in my humble opinion. I would agree. With regards to things that you might be putting into a cold greenhouse or anything mm. like that. So, you know, there's not. I, I can't think of many things that you might be then growing to eat this year. Um, you might get away with some kind of radish and that kind of effort. Yeah, you might, you might do if you if yeah if you get a, I mean, you get a reasonable run of weather. It wouldn't take very much with it for radish. You need a couple of weeks. No, I think you might. I think it's the daylight hours now. It's, you might yeah. you might get away with some mustard greens and some clatonia, but yeah. I think all of those really yeah. should be in by now. Yeah. But that's not to say you couldn't go to your garden center yeah. and pick up some starter plants. Definitely. And that's that you could put in. Do. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and if you're an allotment like I am, often people are giving away their spare seedings. So looking yeah. out for those, yeah. those sort of opportunities yeah. is, is a good idea. But one thing you could look out for, and it, it won't really be um, the case for you know for a couple more weeks, is I know that I make really good use of the pumpkin harvest. And yeah. even though a lot of people, um, you know, have got favourites about which pumpkins and the pumpkins mm. that you eat that you carve are not as good and they, yeah they might not have the best flavour but do you know what they, they make alright curry pumpkin soup yeah, and things yeah, like that yeah. so you know you could start keeping an eye out for those or and people who might be um, you know growing those and then, because what you'll find is after Halloween they'll become extraordinarily cheap to buy yeah. if, if not given away yeah, which yeah. is what tends to happen quite an yeah. awful lot um, so they're, they're the things that you could be doing uh, what about your compost heap Al could you be doing anything with that I think, I think we need to do a whole section on composting at some point but I think it's really important you're going to be clearing away a lot of stuff yeah i mean I, you're you're probably starting at this point to think about whether you're going to start to use your compost right, okay so it's a good time of year to be thinking about starting to mulch okay um and so that's one that you've had all year yeah so if you've got well rotted if you've got well rotted compost or well rotted manure and you've got bare ground put it on i'd definitely consider mulching that and i right. might even cover that mulch yeah, myself with my pets it's not on. classic but no. i would go and i'll go i've mentioned before the black plastic because yeah. it encourages worm action yeah. keeps the warmth in the soil Really, really good. Okay. Um, you can just leave it as as as, um, as the mulch on top. Like a top dressing. Yeah, but what you might then end up with, of course, is weeds growing in the top dressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is why I quite like the idea of covering because it just prevents all that problem yeah. as well and yeah. it warms the soil. And, and what and what about all the, like, so if I'm clearing away my sweet corn bed and my brassicas and yeah. all that, starting another pile? Definitely, or, or adding to an existing pile. Oh, so I, mean, I, th- I think, I don't want to go too much into it because I think there's a whole episode in this. But you've, if you're doing composting well, you've got three big bays or three mm. big beds that you're making compost in. One of them to use, one of them that's getting ready, and one of them that's you're, mm. you're filling up, mm. right? Um, and that's the ideal scenario. Yep. So you might be thinking about emptying the one out that's ready, and then you might be thinking about turning the middle yep. one into that to be ready for the yeah, spring yeah, yeah. to go on. Yeah. And then you might have your pile you've been using, you're going to turn into the middle to start mm. composting down yep. and then start a new one up or add into it, depending on where you're at. Um, it's definitely to your advantage to cut things up small if you can. Yeah, running through a yeah. shredder even if you I've can. I've got a shredder. You could buy one in Argos for like 60 quid, 65 quid, something like that. They're well, do you know what? I, you know, I'm not great, great like I say, I'm not brilliant on social media, but the amount of stuff that's on Facebook Marketplace yeah. is unbelievable, isn't yeah. it? And you can pick things up for, you know, which are in reasonable nick. And they're usually, because they're from someone local, you've got a bit of comeback yeah. as well. Yeah. Sometimes I think some of the things I've bought on eBay have been a bit, you know, because it's out of sight. People, people are just sending them on. It's, they don't really care about the quality. But if you, yeah. if you go and pick something up, you can always yeah. go back and say, hang on, yeah. you had me over here or whatever. Or, yeah. or the other way around. You know, I had a nice fella drop some chisels up today just because yeah. he couldn't get them there anywhere. Else, yeah. So he just bought them to me, which was lovely, you know. So, um, okay, so there's awesome. your combos. Yeah. You could be... Um, Two things I could say is that you could be still fishing. You could be going down the yeah, beach. Yeah. Um, we've had mackerel up until last week. 
Yeah. And October's certainly not unheard of no. for mackerel to be in. And then we're looking at sea bass and maybe the whiting coming in. So yeah. there's things to be had if you're fishing from yeah. the coast. Um, and the other thing that I would be doing personally is I would be getting my kindling ready. Yeah. So I'd be going out. We had a real good um, sort of stormy blow here, didn't we? I'd be yeah. going along, uh, along the lanes and either picking up dead dry twigs that have fallen yeah. or I'd be getting pallets if I could get hold of them and um, chopping them up, yeah. you know, getting them sort of sorted yeah. or just splitting logs down for kindling. And then I'd also be getting my firewood yeah. ready yeah. because, you know, it's just nice to have that stacked and stored and dry um, as much as everything else. So that's certainly jobs that I would be looking at. And I've been, I've been, I've done my seed order now. Okay. So something you could be thinking about is planning for next year, getting seed order. And I think, Bearing in mind the problems we had in 2020 with seeds, mm. I think it's probably a good idea to get ahead of I don't of think delivery is going to be any better, do you? I, I, I can see there being issues with seed supply. Yeah, so I that. know, for example, because I've had the King's Seed catalogue in, that they've had some crop failures. Yeah. So there are no seeds of some varieties. They've mm. had to source other varieties. Mm. And I just can see that there might be some shortages in some areas. So it'd be a good idea to be yeah, ahead, ahead of, of the game. game. Yeah, definitely. It's not, you know, we're not talking about major drama. You're buying a couple of packets of seeds. But, again... Yeah better to be looking at and looking for them. Uh, so you certainly would be looking at that and then making your plans for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at, is there any space I can clear in the allotment now? You know, like I've got some things I want to get in the ground. I've got my plan for next year because I'm just going to rotate from last yeah. year. It's going to move it all along one space. Um, so I'm looking at where some of those things can go in the ground and, and I've got, because of some of the intercropping that I did, um, I've got some bits in the way, like I've got some parsnips in the way at the moment. I'm thinking, well, do I, am I going to sacrifice that, get it out of the ground now, find a way to use it a bit uh, early can in I, my can I, yeah I, I agree Go I've, got, I've got two beds of them yeah. so I could I lose one and keep the other maybe so I'm just trying to think about that at the moment it's just little considerations isn't yeah. it you know yeah. what's yeah. the what's the most important to me do I want garlic or do I want parsnips I know yeah. the answer to that yeah, yeah. it's a really easy one for me yeah garlic parsnips every, <laughs> <laughs> garlic every time mate. parsnips are nice but the garlic's essential yeah, yeah I see what's um, you, you certainly could be thinking about we talked last time about making like fire cider yeah. And we will we'll get do that. Let's do a proper recipe on that next time, yeah? yeah we'll do that. I think that's important. Yeah, we'll get maybe and maybe we'll put it up on the Facebook. Get prepped in advance for that yeah. and just get up there because nice. I think that's really important. Um, um, I would certainly also be looking at getting my, you know, I, I know you're kind of down. I'd be looking at getting my gutters sorted. Yeah. I'd be looking at making sure my roof tiles are all right. Yeah. <laughs> getting, my, getting my downspout sorted and making yeah. sure that I was doing everything I needed to do with that. Yeah. Talked about getting your car sorted. I would definitely have a power cut box if you're someone who lives... You know, somewhere where you are prone to a power cut, I'd make sure I've got my torches, my batteries, my yeah. hurricane lanterns, my f- wireless radio, yeah. you know, all of those things, you know. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing that really helped me the other day, mate, and I probably had, hadn't used it, and this is how rare it is. I bought a car for my daughter, I was second hand, yeah. and uh, we bought it from a dealer, and after about three months of having it, we found a power bank in the back seat, oh, down right. the side. Yeah. I thought, what's that? And I plugged it in, charged it up, yeah. thought nothing more of it, put it in my top drawer. And then I had a power cut for two days, yeah. and I was like, I wonder if that power bank works. Yeah. And there was enough on it to charge my phone, my yeah. wife's phone, things like that. And that was some, I mean, it wasn't a great power bank, no. but it was great at the time. Those, yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. It was a brilliant little thing yeah. to have at the time, because I wasn't worried then. You know, and that was our only sole source of communication at that yeah. time, you know. So, yeah, certainly having a power, power, um, a power outage box which could help you. In I, I think if you're someone that likes to go sure. camping, mm. you've got a lot of this stuff, haven't you? So I think just you've got to make sure it's in reasonable order, isn't it? Reasonable yeah, order. absolutely. Um, and it, you know, maybe adding a few bits on the basis of that, I think. Yeah. Some um, people are reliant, you know, I've got wood and I've got mm. uh, 
gas and I've got electricity yeah. and I've got outdoor and indoor facilities. Mm. But if your only form of power is electricity, mm. you've got an electric oven, you've got electric yeah. halogen hobs, yeah. you've got electric heating, it becomes quite serious, a power yeah. outage, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, really serious. Yeah. Because you can't even boil water, can you? Yeah. You know, and that, then, then you're talking about a different game, aren't you? Yeah. And, so, and so having the ability to talk to other people, find out information, you know, if, you're, if your Wi-Fi's down and you're living yeah. in a slightly remoter area and you can't actually find out anything, mm. you know, it, is, it becomes quite important, some of those things. And so. I think the other thing as well is that, that, you know, we've got the kind of normal October, haven't we? Yeah, we've kind of done the normal October, what you might be yeah, doing. Yeah. But this October's a bit different. It is, yeah. And as we were discussing earlier, and I think, you know, for me, one of the things we've been talking about in my house is we've got gas centre heating, uh, and we use electricity, obviously. Yeah. But we've got, and we've got electric heaters. Yeah. But if we were to use our, electric, our electricity, the electric heaters won't work, and nor will the boiler. No. So we've got no heating either. And so what do we do in that scenario? Yeah. And so we've actually been talking about whether we could install a wood stove. Yeah, I knew I'd have my way. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was only a matter of time. And, I, I, and we, we did the whole, well, gas price. I sold it, right? Yeah. Gas, gas price gas is going price. up. Ga- all our gas comes from Russia in a yeah. pipe. Yeah. 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 It does, actually. Yeah. Uh, not from Russia. It does come from all over the place. Yeah, yeah. So you know, gas prices are going up. And there's all these companies are going out of business and, and giving all that. And I'll tell you what, mate. They are going up, the gas prices. Huh? Like, 250% or something I don't know for sure but uh, so one of the headlines I read I think we're looking at real terms of about £120 increase this year yeah that's yeah. a lot of money yeah well she was saying more than that and I was like well if it's I think she said like 400 quid. I have no idea what the right number is but yeah. what I'm looking at is going if I can save by putting a log burner in then it will pay for itself over time of course it will so and it'll increase the value of your property yeah. if you get it done properly yeah but also I and and, I, and, you know, I, I don't claim to have the most in-depth, not in-depth knowledge on this. But it, in my head, if you burn fuel that is really well seasoned, so it yeah. doesn't release particulate matter, yeah. yeah, and it's safe for your fireplace, yeah. and you are coppicing like I am, yeah. I can't actually think of a better fuel source. Maybe solar. Yeah. But then I'm looking at batteries, yeah. which I have to store, yeah. and I can't tell you about the provenance of those. Yeah. And I actually think that if I can get into a much lower output of where I get my wood, how I get that, how I source it, what my replanting scheme is, yeah. you know, I actually think that it, it's about as sustainable as it can be. As a fuel, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. And the thing that I'm using and planting is really good for the environment. Yeah. 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 <laughs> In my opinion. Yeah, yeah. But I certainly stand to be corrected yeah. on that. But the low, you know, the low, even even the way we do it. You know, so yeah, we use a chainsaw. Yeah. But once it's down, yeah. I don't use an electric splitter. I don't yeah. use a get. I yeah. use a. I use my arms and yeah. an axe. <laughs> you know, so I'm getting worn three times anyway. But yeah. but um. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, and and I and I'm quite interested in doing a bit more research on yeah. the, on how sustainable it is and how viable it is and how environmentally friendly it is. But looking, certainly looking at the, the looking at the the log run, obviously that you know they've got a vested interest in telling you how efficient their log burners are and how great they are and all that but they're obviously the rules are going to change in 2022 anyway um, particularly for low emissions areas so if you go for one of those ones that's going to meet those standards or better mm. right or better um, and you burn well seasoned fuel it's, that is a really big key part bit, isn't it um, you're looking at you know an 80, 80 odd percent efficiency yeah. in, on the burner yeah and it's burning the smoke 
Yeah. And, and, you know, small amounts of ash. And I do, th- I do think there's a difference between if you buy fuel. Yeah. So if you're buying it off a forecourt yeah. and you don't know where it's from and it yeah. may not even be produced in this country. Yeah. Obviously, if you've got a timber supplier local, that's yeah. great. Yeah. But if you can go and get it yeah. yourself and yeah. learn not only that skill, but also minimise the impact of where is it coming yeah. from. You know, you're winning three That's times over. Yeah, I'm glad to hear it. Tapping up someone I know and cutting me out of something. Yeah, damn right you will. Yeah. And and you'll be learning how to use a saw, yeah. how to blah, 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 blah. You're going to have to buy a chainsaw, bro. <laughs> you knew it was going to happen in the end. Yeah. <laughs> Alan on a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, loving yeah, that. So, so, yeah, but but looking at things like that, you know, looking at what's going on around you, having an awareness of what's going on around you, and that kind of tying that all back in again. I think it's really important that you're, you're absolutely mate anyway i think we probably ought to leave it there for this evening absolutely mate it's nearly yeah. time to record the next episode you know? <laughs> <laughs> if your dog's no. got to sleep mate look at him look. he's got his crap yeah. now yeah no i think i think we need to we need to put a marker down because we need to make sure we do this the next couple of episodes because we're quite often told we should do that we should do that we get all carried away don't we and i think it's really important that at some point we have a chat about your uh new ventures oh don't give it away al yeah. Uh, and I think also we need to talk about we talked a couple of times about so we're going to do something on compost and now fire cider something on compost I think we need to yeah. need to put a marker down for ourselves about doing that and I'd, I'd like to do that in a bit more depth yeah because I think that there's deep there's, compost yeah there's a, lot of, there's a lot of rubbish stuff. deep mulch yeah I think there's a lot of rubbish about compost out there and there's more than one way to compost absolutely and I think we should talk about that a little bit because yeah. I think it's, it's somehow it's this mystical thing yeah and I think we need to demystify a little bit if we can. Demystify the compost. Yeah. <laughs> All right, mate. Right, anyway, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Hopefully we didn't talk too much drivel uh, and you've enjoyed what you're listening to. If you have enjoyed what you're listening to, please, 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 tell your friends about us. Give us a review on wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, let us know you're giving us a review so we can go and check it out. Tell your mates. Tell your mates. Uh, give us a follow on Facebook. Join our Facebook group. Come and find us on Instagram. Um, and please get involved in the conversation share your ideas share what you've been up to uh, if you've got I, I might stick a little video of my pantry up although I can't tell everyone where I live because that could be you know I might have to then get the crossbow out and yeah, flick come around that's true um, but getting little videos up of, of the way you're prepping and, and sort of where your storage is and whatever that might look like for you um, particularly if you've got lots of nice kilner jars and like mason jars of stuff I mean I'd love to see some of that wouldn't you like, like people's preserves uh, yeah. and all that like I love all of that wall to wall like here's my jam that I made and all that I'd be, that'd be I'd be like Whoa. that'd be that'd be serious coming, around, know, for, coming around for scones and jam that'd be great um, but anyway yes, in seri- all seriousness please share what you're up to because it really does uh, make our day when we see someone's put really something does. on there and, and told us about what they're up to and uh, thank you very very much indeed for listening and we will speak to you again in a couple of weeks cheers Arrivederci <laughs> see you later <laughs>